Kelsey, thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Uh, really excited, we've got Kelsey Joyce, who is Senior Director of Sales Operations at Matrix Software. Uh, Kelsey has a wealth of experience working in B2B SaaS companies, having previously worked at Huddle and Arison as the Head of Global Sales Operations. Kelsey has demonstrated a history of working in the telecommunications industry with a great track record of sales, go-to market strategy, and team building. Throughout her career, she has built a reputation for having excellent customer-focused approach to business and taking initiative with marketing efforts to engage her customer base. And I've obviously had experience of that having worked with you at Huddle all those years ago. Matrix Software provides a next-generation cloud-native digital commerce solution that transforms how companies do business. Serving many of the world's largest communications companies, IoT players and emerging digital service providers. Matrix is committed to delivering a modern commerce platform that easily scales to support a global marketplace and consumption-based services. For its relentless commitment to product excellence and customer success, Matrix empowers businesses to reinvent themselves and succeed as digital leaders. Kelsey, thank you very much for being with us today. Really excited to have you um, here, not especially as you're a great friend, but also you're an expert in your field. And I'm really keen for guests to get a perspective on your understanding of sales and sales operations. So thank you. Kelsey, what are you most excited about today? Um, I'd have to say it's technology. Uh, technology is playing a big um, factor in B2C. So for example, I love my Monzo account. I love Uber. Uh, it's transformed the way that customer experience is seen, right? Mm -hmm. um, from a B2B standpoint and from my day-to-day -day job, I've seen a lot of technology help me with the mundane activities, uh, you know, chasing salespeople, uh, making sure sales are doing what they're doing, supposed to be doing, uh, sifting through a whole lot of data. Um, a lot of this is automated now. I used to spend hours and hours doing this and companies like Closed Plan, Comico, and Triggers, they do it automatically for me. So I could spend most of my day doing more important stuff. So for you, you're, you're excited about new technologies that makes your life easier, yes. in effect. Fantastic. Um, one of the things that we really care about is getting an understanding of kind of how you think, how you go about your day to day. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, when, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that you think of? Um, because I report to the VP of Worldwide Sales, I think like he does. What's our target? How are we achieving against that target? It's the number one goal, right? Second is, how do I make my boss look good? Uh, make sure that I'm enabling him to do his job best, right? And then second or third is kind of like, how do I make the sales process easier? I don't want the sales team doing a whole bunch of administrative activities. How do I make sure that they're doing what they do best, which is selling? I love that. Well, that's what a salesperson wants to hear and a sales leader. Um, thinking about your journey, where, where does the motivation, inspiration come from for you? Um, as you know, I am a geek. A you geek are. at heart. Um, <laughs> I love data and I love what that data tells me and I want to solve problems. So basically I'm self-motivating. I wake up every morning, any kind of problem that you know I'm faced with, I'm challenged to fix that problem, right? If I'm able to do it with freedom and no roadblocks nor politics, I'm highly motivated. Okay. Um, my inspiration comes from thought leaders in the space, other industries, what they're doing, but you know, a lot of it comes from my colleagues. 
they are they know their jobs very well i know i can't solve problems by myself so i look to my colleagues for inspiration on what i should be doing every day and how i can help solve their problems as well i love that and thinking about your own transition you made a transition actually as a sales professional uh, into sales operations um, but what was your first experience of sales <laughs> it was when I was 10 years old. So in America, uh, a lot of these the schools have these activities or these sales contests, right? So each of the students goes and sells like cookies or candles to their friends and family, right? And you, the one who sells the most gets entered in to win prizes, right? So I smashed it. At 10 years old, I won a Game Boy, I won rollerblades, I was hooked, right? Um, that was like my first sales experience. And then when I was in college, uh, one of my sales professor gave me the best piece of advice. He goes, no matter what you do, go into sales for two years. It will not only help you in whatever career you choose, whether or not that be inside, sale, inside sales or outside of sales, but it'll also help you in your personal life. And I do believe that everyone should get some type of sales experience. It's interesting to hear a professor advocate for sales. Yeah. I'm not sure in the UK right now you would hear a professor advocate for sales. Do you think that's a unique American perspective or was that just your particular professor that thought it would be a good idea? I'm curious. I, I would say it was that professor. I mean, I think the professor did it or he saw people that did it and it, it was very good advice. And some people, as we all know, don't make it in sales, right? But you're going to learn a lot about sales. You're going to understand it's the heart of an organization. There is no organization unless you have sales, Absolutely. right? So being in sales is very important because you'll understand how that works. And then whatever department you go into thereafter, you can understand the sales perspective and help them them as well succeed. I love that. So on that point, thinking about success and thinking about how you demonstrated success at each stage of your career, um, what did it take for you to be successful? Um, when I started out in sales, I worked my butt off. I was working 18 hour days. Um, what that gave me was, um, well, I exceeded my targets consistently. That gave me a lot more exposure to senior management strategy, which helped me really understand how an organization works. So that was very critical early on in my career. Um, after that, it was a lot about, you know, doing two full CRM migrations, uh, three Marketo implementations. I had to really lock myself into a cave with a lot of Red Bull and dig through a lot of data. From a sales ops perspective, that is very important to understand how the data works, how it drives business initiatives, and how bad data can really screw up an organization. Um, and then the last would be, um, you know, when I transitioned over to sales operations, I was fortunate enough to work for a VP of marketing named Brian Wood. He, he really inspired me because I spent more time in his office than my boss's office, who was the VP of worldwide sales. Understanding how important marketing and sales alignment is really was baked into me at that point. And I saw what good looks like. I've been trying to replicate it ever since, sometimes successful, sometimes not successful. So that really gave me a good foundation of in sales, you have to work with marketing and marketing, you have to work with sales. Interesting. And I noticed in your role as global um, sales operations director at the moment, you take responsibility for the SDR function. I do. Uh, is, is that usual, first question? And then second question, what do you hire for when you're looking for people to join that part of the organization? 
Um, so it's becoming more and more usual. I mean, I think in the last three organizations, uh, at one time or another, I have run sales development. Um, it's because sales development, there's a lot of um, debate on should that sit with marketing, should yeah. it sit with sales, right? Sales operations tend to be, tends to be a little bit more neutral, right? So it stops a little bit of the bickering, marketing's not doing this, sales isn't doing this, and a lot of those arguments. Um, when I hire for an SDR, it's a little bit different than a sales professional, right? Uh, from an SDR perspective, very coachable. Right? I, I, I would rather have somebody who hasn't hit their target as often, but they're coachable and they can learn and understand and take uh, feedback from others, right? It's very important. And that's in a sales professional role also. Um, have to be self-driven. I can't, I can't motivate you every day. It's gotta come from within, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it's also somebody who is um, not a one-man army. You need to work with other departments and other people um, internally to kind of close a deal. You can't do it on your own. That's great advice. Um, thinking just a little bit about the organization um, that you work for in terms of Matrix and yeah. you know, what attracted you to join Matrix as a company and um, I guess uh, and what makes it a special place to work? Um, I'd say it comes from the co-founder's passion. Right? We're all united in this journey to reinvent the global business um, and help companies transform to digital. Uh, we truly believe in how unique our technology is and how we have helped other companies transform their business. Mm -hmm. Love that. So we, we kind of care in terms of our listeners about the journey, about how they can gain their own knowledge you know, thinking about um, what they should be reading, what they should be watching, what they should be listening. Um, is there a book that you've read that's impacted your career? Yep, um, it would be The Challenger Sale. It's a great book, it's, um, it helps, oh, how would I say this? Most companies out there, they, they're, not, they're so focused on their internal needs and wants that sometimes they, they need to be taught or how would you say this? Sometimes they don't know what they don't know, yeah. right? Um, as a sales professional, you talk with several different companies, sometimes within the same industry, sometimes without, outside of the industry, right? So you are in your, in your own right, a thought leader, right? You know what's working for others and you can challenge that, that company to think outside of the box and how to look at the problem a little bit differently to help them succeed. Love that. Um, and your experience, and I know you've met with hundreds of salespeople, what makes the best stand out? I'll give a couple examples of sales reps I've worked with in the past. Uh, I'll name drop a bit. Uh, the first would be Pedro Geronimo. He is great at building an army around any deal. He brings in all the right resources internally and externally to drive a deal to closure. I think that was very important, especially as you move into a much more strategic type of sale. Yeah. Um, I'm very fortunate to work with one of the sa best salespeople ever currently. He's actually my boss. Wow. Uh, I call him a Doberman. He can sniff out a deal when nobody else can. He treats each deal like it's a game of chess. He's trying to predict what the other player's going to do before they do it. Um, and he, he's all about qualification. Right? Uh, I see a lot of salespeople who are kind of like chasing their tail continually. They go after everything that's, you know, that's breathing, right? It's easier to qualify out early 
be very focused in what you're doing. Make sure you're going after the right deals. Um, yeah, and in general, uh, a lot of the, the things I see successful salespeople do is they follow kind of a methodology. I'm not talking about like spin, but their day-to-day -day kind of thing. Have I done this at each stage in the sales cycle? Mm -hmm. Do they go reevaluate that that still stands true? For example, you could have a sponsor, but things change. In longer sales cycles, are you going back to reevaluate if that is truly still a sponsor for you? Love that. Um, moving on to think about the future of sales. You're very close to the cutting edge of technology. Um, Sales is being impacted by lots of um, change because of technology. I just wondered what your perspective is on the future of sales. Yeah, so a lot of AI is coming out. Um, a lot, as you say, a technology. I think that with sales, especially shorter sales cycles, lower average order values, you're going to see much of those sales activities automated. Right? It's gonna cut out a lot of those low tier type of sales reps. So what sales reps have to do is they have to learn to be more strategic, right? Mm -hmm. Weak account plans aren't gonna cut it anymore. Um, you know, relationship mapping, what motivates the people you're selling to, how to get past the gatekeeper, all that much more strategic type of selling. You could start that today, even if you're you know, selling a product that's only $5,000, go run an account plan on that. Go and, and talk with everybody within the organization. Build as many people around that deal and learn from that in a strategic manner. Love it. A core part of what we are trying to inspire with sales is confidence. And thinking about how you've developed as a leader, um, but where do you get your confidence to do what you do from? Where does that come from? Experience, knowledge. But I also know you only, you know, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know, yeah, right? So you can't really think you know everything. The more knowledge gives you more confidence, but you should also still think, you know, are there other ideas? Listen to other people and that will give you even more and more knowledge. Amazing. Um, have you experienced in your career kind of difficult challenges, things that you've had to overcome as you've um, grown up in organizations, been promoted? Tons. I mean, sales operations, it's all about challenges, right? I, I can't remember one specifically, but you know, you're hired to solve those challenges and hardships. That's why you get a paycheck, right? What you need to do is take each challenge, you know, at a time. You work with your colleagues to help solve that, and you really just try to overcome it and not see it and see it as a learning experience. What would be your advice to others that are maybe aspiring to do the similar type of role that you do, or they're just looking to develop in their career? You know, how can, how can they kind of develop their own confidence? Go to speaking engagements. Um, I, every year, set myself up for some type of training uh, course, whether it be on a new software tool that's going to help me, whether it be on learning more about, you know, digital transformations, I make it a point that every year I sign up for some kind of one week, two week course. I push myself to do that. And you have to make it part of your strategic you know, task list. What am I doing to train myself? Because if you're doing the same thing over and over, you'll never grow in your career. That's excellent advice. Um, so we're coming to the end uh, now of our discussion. It's been amazing to hear the kind of journey that you've been on 
some of the experience that you've had to develop, but also people that have influenced you. And clearly developing those strong relationships have helped. You've also unlocked and worked hard. You've been a hard worker um, that's allowed you to develop confidence and competencies based on that experience. Um, I guess just a little bit lighter, um, because we're looking to advocate kind of um, mental, physical well-being. Uh, do, do you kind of, how do you look after yourself and how do you keep yourself, um, I guess, healthy, happy and productive? I go to the gym a lot. I walk the dog. I, you know, I spend a lot, early on in my career, I would work myself, you know, to death. Um, I learned that my best ideas come from when I'm not working and staring at a screen all day. So, you know, when I'm at the gym or when I'm on a run or any of that, some of my best initiatives came from that. You need time to relax and let your brain be a little bit more creative. Totally agree. And I think we know, um, experience to share maybe on another podcast interview about the, the challenges of overworking. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast, Kelsey. Fascinating to learn the insights from a global sales operations leader. Um, have you got any final thoughts or impart some experience or knowledge as a takeaway for our listeners? Um, yeah, so um, I get about 30 sales emails a day. Somebody trying to sell me something, right? They all look the same. It's a standard template that everybody's used. If you take the time to understand what are my challenges, what, am I, what can help me achieve my KPIs and tailor the email like that, your success rate will go up. I always say to my sales development team, it's like a first date. Nobody wants to go on a first date and hear all about them, <laughs> right? So you shouldn't even the first two sentences or even two paragraphs even mention your company name. And I see a lot of that. Um, the other would be like, you know, understand as you progress through your career, do you wanna be a sales manager or do you wanna be a sales rep? A lot of people aspire to be a sales manager, yeah. but when they get there, they realize they're gonna make a lot less money than, their, their man, you know, than they did as a sales rep. They have a lot less autonomy. So understand, you know, if you're a great salesperson, just understand that you, know, you're, you can make a killing and management is not always the way for you and vice versa. Some of the best um, managers were never salespeople. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Kelsey, it's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show. Welcome.